Hello, and welcome to Adventures in Another World. I am your narrator, Stephen Sitwell. Please enjoy the fifth installment, On the River. My first time out in the forest was also my first time free from my mother's ire. She'd let me shoot at targets in her backyard, calling it practice for any sort of peasant uprising that might happen. But that was just within a large patch of greenery surrounded on all sides by stone walls, just high enough that I could not peek over them. As I grew taller, some sneaking suspicion sat in my soul that my mother had the wall grow taller as I did. I would not be surprised. Besides those moments in that grassy field, all my time was spent in my mother's house, reading books she gave me. Machiavellian Hobbes, a little fine literature such as Shakespeare and Atletia, some practical stuff on running a plantation, torturing rebelling peasants, making and controlling golems, computing, genetics, and my mother's personal favorite, making men succumb to your every desire and whim. Given the fact that my mother didn't let me socialize with men at all, I always wondered why she made me read it. So many mysteries, so impossible to find out why. We were along the side of some underground river in the realm of Morusu. We saw a canoe on this river, tied up to a wooden post. Upon seeing that canoe, Cal Yex the Calcified asked, Dear Seronome, can you paddle? Not well, or more aptly, not at all. There is no time like the present to learn. Your trite aphorisms are growing unbearable. The phrase trite aphorisms is as much a trite aphorism as the aphorism I spoke. Calyx, you have to understand that this river is not necessarily the best river to learn how to paddle a canoe on. Don't be afraid. I learned some water magic from a priestess of Numenda a while back. So I can slow down the waters while we're on it. Isn't that what all sorcerers say before someone ends up seriously injured? You have had some bad experiences with sorcerers in the past, haven't you? Not that it's any of your business, but yes, every single one of your fellow sorcerers that I have ever met was either a Montebank or a charlatan or both. What do you have to say to that, sorcerer? Serenely, Kallax looked at me and lifted his hand. A swirling column of water lifted from the surface of the river. Gesturing in a seemingly haphazard way, Kallax formed the column into the shape of a romping pegasus. 
and then the watery beast flew off into the distance, its wings beating together as its hooves stepped on invisible clouds. Fine, I said. I'll take a paddle. Galax placed me in the front of the canoe, saying that since he was the stronger and more experienced paddler, he ought to be in the back. His explanation of the physics of it was rather convoluted, and I personally think that it doesn't matter. But deference to authority is the mark of an honorable person, right? So I deferred. Galax untied the rope from the pole, placing the wet bundle of King's cattail on the hull of the canoe. He pushed off from shore, and our canoe joined the rapidly moving waters. Galax did what he said he was going to do. The water slowed down immensely when it neared our boat, and the canoe trip was leisurely for a little while. Besides Galax's critique of my paddling, I mean, like, seriously, it was every three minutes. Hand on top, hand on top, pull all the way through, all the way through. Or vertical strokes, vertical strokes. Sometimes Galax could be a total bore. Rather quickly, the shoreline disappeared from view, and the vines climbing on the top of the ceiling began to taper and fade away. The slope of the river steadily began to steepen at a slow but accelerating pace. We were on the river for thirty minutes of silence, besides Kalyak's vicious and never-ending criticism. At some point, the steepness of the river placed fear's deep shadow into my heart. Kalyak's Yes, my dear. Where is this river going? I don't know. Oh, Lambane of the floral fields, have mercy on me. At this point, the steepness suddenly changed, and the canoe began to fall. It was, um, it was, uh, terrifying. It was, it was as if I was floating for the canoe was no longer supporting me. But yet, still, my body knew that I was plummeting at a too fast acceleration, and my stomach grew sick to the point, well, you people know about which I'm saying. There's no need for me to say it out loud. It was an awful feeling. Awful, sick stomach. Ugh. But by no means as awful as the actual impact. We fell for too long, way too long. We hadn't reached terminal velocity yet, but but we were too close to it for my personal comfort. There was crash into the ground, force splintering through my whole body, each bone, each muscle, each nerve throbbing in pain. It was so lordy, it was as if millions of needles were being hammered into my flesh with the, that mallet's thick head bruising my arm with each jerk. Oh, it hurt. Lord, it hurt. It hurt. Somehow, that flimsy Kevlar canoe did not splinter into millions of pieces, and it survived the fall. Despite the pain, that sorcerer, what a sorcerer, Kalyax, propelled the canoe to shore and then onto it. His deep, hazel eyes looked into mine. He said these words. I must apologize, my dear. It's fine, you did nothing wrong. I forgive you. Thank God.
Thank God, he said, at which point his eyes closed and he passed out. My strength stepped too. I also closed my eyes. When I awoke, a small vulture stared over my eyes, its long fingers poking my young cheeks. Who are you? Who are you? What's wrong? What are you doing here? Who's he? Is he Kayak's the Rebeller? Wouldn't that be cool to see him? go. where are you going? What's your plan? Do you need some help? My ladder's only a little way from here. I can take you there within the minute. Shall we take Kayak's too? Or should we let him stay? Is he actually Kalyaks? Wouldn't that be cool? Well, answer me, my young friend. Answer me! My name is Saraname. We're looking for my mother. Whose name? I don't know. He is called Kalyaks the Calcified. Not Rebel or whatever you were saying. We're going somewhere. I don't know where. Our plan is quite literally the lack of a plan. So we really... Really need some help. Let us take him over to your house. He's been injured. The verter took his legs, given his short stature, and I took Kalyax's head and arms. We carried the old man from the swirling pond. Pond swirled like an eye. Too much like an eye. The ground eventually turned from sandy shore to more clay-like soil. The plants turning from grasses and king's cattails to bushes and wildflowers. Eventually, the bushes turned to trees, and I caught sight of a wooden shack just a few feet away. The verter informed me that this indeed was his house, and we strolled into the house. Ducking and squeezing Calix's figure frame into the shack, as soon as Calix and the verter no longer blocked my sight of the interior, I placed Calix violently on the ground. I asked with anger and fear, Whose skulls are there on that mantle? 